Welcome back. It's Cork Stats, powered by the Mayo Media Net here on YouTube and presented by Jock Market. Download the fantasy app for free. Use the promo code MMN for free. They're going to give you 100 bucks match first deposit for free. And if it's free, it's for us. We've been throwing our weight around the jock market. I've been back in the swing of things as we focus. Again, I think we identified where the downswing was in jock market. Again, we, as no matter how good you do in sports betting or risk ventures, you always got to kind of be aware of the battlefield because the house doesn't you know want to give their money away let's get into it some of the nuance and context you get here at mayo medianet please rate review and subscribe to the audio only pod thank you so very much man the views just keep on climbing up reminds me of that yodler from price is right you making his way up the mountain and that's kind of how you do it in jock market you know they don't have a jackpot you just gotta keep grinding away that's probably no surprise my account is up like 15 and a half thousand percent since we started i mean i'm seriously it's just crazy but it's been doing the things that we do you click up 10 percent. 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 we're in betting markets that doesn't you know blow people's skirts up but we don't care about that enough of that though we need more of this it's the fastest show with mlb absolutely anywhere and you know you can take that one to the bank gonna take you at least three and a half maybe four humans to fill the void that i take up in more ways than one <laughs> It's the three pillars of profit. We're doing daily. We're doing DFS. We're doing jock market. And then the overlay into total base props. They've been very good to us so far this year. We're going to do the advanced statistical leaderboard on the hitter side today. If it mentioned some, you know, maybe hitters you don't know as much about. Blowing up the leaderboard as far as blast and X-Woba. And then a couple bets. Oh, I was so sick yesterday why can't we get these outcomes to fall multiple run lead going into the eighth inning against the orioles a pretty good spot for the blue jays they didn't get it done pete alonzo had one last chance to get the base hit we needed and of course they walked him with first base open what a heartbreaker although we'll talk about that in a minute listen i back a pete alonzo play almost any time but I think maybe I didn't fine-tune the dials enough when we're going to, if we're going to be looking at these single base hit parlays, maybe we want to be looking for more of a contact guy, right? If, if Alonso gets a hold of it, there's almost no reason to bet the single. If he gets a hold of it, it's going out, you know, or at least a double, let's say. So I think maybe, again, stepped on a bit of a rake, but that's okay. Wilson Contreras did it again. This guy gets a single every single day. I'm going to keep rolling him out there until that changes. All right, man. i got to stop running my mouth so much. But I'm having so much fun. Remember, there's only 15 or 16 episodes left of this iteration of the Cork Stats Show. Thank you so much for all your support throughout the season. It's really been phenomenal. I don't know where the baseball show is going to go after that, but we'll be bringing you some ill football coverage, man. I'm really, really, really in tune this season. Opposed to last year, I'm still automating a bunch of the baseball stuff. Now I'm rip-roaring for football. And if you haven't checked it out, I think those shows are coming out really good. I reviewed the Flex Draft. I did a best ball stream. I had Chris Meany on and then Ian Harditz from PFF. We're going to keep building onto this. Those episodes are really kind of evergreen. I walk you through a lot of... It's, it's a little bit different, I think, the football coverage than the rest of the people. Well, I look funny. I talk funny. I might as well do my analysis funny as well. All right, let's get up into the stacks today. It's the 8-10 stack attack. 
attack. Man, I don't know. Something's going on. My nose just starts itching as soon as I turn the camera on. Give me the Cubbies against Josiah Gray. Yes, we're back with the Cubs. 491 ERA for Gray. 121 whip. 803 OPS. It's a bit of a mixed bag. That's kind of been the story for Gray. 27% K is really good, but a 10% walk is not. 13% swing strike is really good, but a 54% first strike rate is not. The 83% in-zone contact rate is pretty good. He's winning in the zone, but the 30% chase rate is not what ends up happening. He forces it into the zone, and when the contact is made, man, it's been a whole lot of trouble for Gray. 51 fly ball, 12 barrel equals what? Two and a half home runs per nine. He's like a home run machine. The problem is the fastball, as usual, with young pitchers. Now, let's do a little bit of the advanced stuff. Again, if you're new here, welcome aboard. We do appreciate you. I'm about to ask for a like as soon as I put on a clinic right now as far as pitching goes. So here at Mayo Media Net and Cork Stats with the big dude from the Big Apple, I really like to dissect arsenals. We have a new understanding with TrackMan, Hawkeye, StatCast, whatever you like to call it, of just how things maybe are working underneath the hood. So he's throwing the fastball 42% of the time. That's way too much. It is a 6.55 expected slug on the way out with a sub 17% whiff rate. That's not just not going to work. It's been 19 home runs year-to-date on the fastball. Yes, you heard that right. 19 home runs. So I want to get out that autometrist thing, right? Click, 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 click. Better or worse, better or worse. 94 miles an hour on the fastball. Not bad. 13 inches of vertical drop. That's really actually not bad. It's right on average. Remember, we don't want to be too steep. The steeper the fastball comes in, the steeper it goes out and winds up in the second deck. That's what we want when you hear rising fastball. A rising fastball is a fastball with minimal drop. Okay, so his drop is pretty good, especially for a youngster. And then as far as left to right goes, right, that's your run, ASR, arm side run, hat tip to Rob. Dip and Eric Samsky, my dudes out there doing work in the fantasy streets, keeping me sharp. 10 inches is very, very good. And that's where Gray is. So Josiah Gray is going to be very good. His fastball is good. He's having trouble spotting it. I also think he needs a complimentary piece. So until those things change, we're going to keep going after him. But let's be careful thinking about this guy as a gas can. I'm already kind of filling the Rolodex for next season. I begin drafting for next season as soon as the season ends pretty much. Looking for those values. Josiah Gray's going to be here. You heard it here first. He's going to be one of the players that goes really late because the stats are really bad. But you'll find out when we start running diagnostics, he's actually not bad. Remember, he was part of the Max Scherzer Trey Turner deal. They expect big things from him. Josiah Gray is going to be very good. Just right now, he's not. All right, give me Ian Happ. Last seven days against righties, 20 plate appearances, 333 average, 222 ISO. That's your extra base hit rate, a 956 OPS, four extra base hits in that span. Remember, since we are looking at the fastball in particular, I want to zoom out on individual pitches. Again, nuance and context, the center of my work against fastballs from righties. Year to date, this is Ian Happ. 53% hard hit. That's 95 miles an hour, which is directly related to slug, in case you're wondering. 11% barrel and five home runs. Really like Ian Happ today. Then give us our boy, Wilson Contreras. No matter where you split his stats, he's just so good. He's always batting in the front of the lineup. And he's getting us across the finish line with these singles without getting the ding-dong. It is coming, okay? The home run is it's absolutely coming. And I like the fact that these single base hit props allow you to continue to chase a guy without him stinging you. 
while we're still waiting for the big one. Okay, so let's get back into Contreras. Last three weeks, 55 plate appearance against righties, 50 hard hit, 16 barrel. Remember, our triple slash, BA, ISO, OPS. 319, 319, 1056, everything you're looking for. Three home runs, seven total extra base hits for Contreras. Again, I mentioned at the outset, stepping on the rake a bit with Alonzo want to be looking for more contact, more average. Contreras can do it all. He hits for power as well, but he's a bit better of a average and contact hitter when he gets going than Alonzo. Last up, Franamil Reyes, just on the air. He is a right-hand fastball crushing machine. New environment. He already went yards, so we got to look him to get behind him entering top sine wave. 62 hard hit, 30% barrel, and a 19% blast rate against fastballs. Josiah forces him in there. Franmel's going to be forcing out his five home runs against that pitch here today. So give me the Cubbies. That's the first stack attack. Let's run it back with the Redbirds from underneath that beautiful arch in the Midwest going to Colorado. Mile high to face Kyle Freeland. 4-5-6 ERA 1-3-6 with a 7-76 OPS. The attack metrics really not where we'd like them but let's keep digging the swinging strike rate in the single digits. We like that. CSW that's called strikes plus whiff below 25. I mean 30 is considered very good. 27 and a half is probably average. 25 is really really low which means what he doesn't get whiffs and he's not freezing anybody so what does that mean he's got to go into the zone where he has a nearly 90 percent contact rate when you're facing the Cardinals that's where you're going to get in trouble 24 percent line drive rate for Freeland 41 hard hit is the reason for the 360 expected whoa by the fastball not any good I laid out why Gray's is good let's get into why Freeland's is not so his fastball is at 90 right where listen very good hitters are going to be able to get a 90 mile an hour fastball even if it has all the diagnostics right so without the velocity you need the underpinnings freeland has neither okay i mentioned 12 inches of vertical ride being right around average you don't want to be any steeper than that freeland's coming in over 19 one of the worst in the league and he's pairing it with a six inch horizontal Right, so his fastball is quite literally one of the worst you could run into. Now, it ha you haven't seen the subsequent damage, but we're going to see it, I think, today, especially at home in cores. Give me Dylan Carlson, last 60 days, 43 plate appearances against lefties, 359, 256, 10, 34, and 7 doubles. Now, that's all of the makings of a lovely total base prop. However, they're in cores. It's going to be juiced to the gills, but you definitely want to get these guys in DraftKings, right? So here's a bit of application context. DraftKings pricing is never disparate enough to cover for cores, which is why people pile in. Sometimes you pile in and you get stung, like yesterday with the Cardinals. Sometimes you pile in and get rewarded. We want to do that. Total base props, you get juiced out of the market immediately. So you're going to say, forget it, not interested. But jock market, because the price is TBD, right? It's yet to be determined in a free market. If you catch anybody that's going off cheap, you dive on in. It happens, people. You got to check the jock market. Let's say 10, 15 minutes before it happens. I would not, I'm not saying I don't look before, but just don't be misled before. You'll see crazy prices 20 minutes before. Those are not the finishing prices. Once you get to like seven to five minutes out, those are pretty close to the real prices. If anybody's there, I know listeners just look for our stacks under four bucks, under 425. And if they get it, that they play. And if not, they let it go. Again, I mentioned at the outset again, looking for edge, pushing for edge. When the season started, we were only being presented with single slates. 
We were able to more pick and choose. Not only that, because Jock Market has a finite slate, unlike DraftKings, where everybody is a part of it. If the main guys didn't score, the slate didn't move. DFS players are familiar with this in football, right? Sometimes garbage. Like, if you're in a single-entry tournament and a garbage player scores, it, the needle doesn't move. In DFS baseball, if somebody has everybody. It's seemingly ridiculous, but it is. So, there's like a bit of the nuance. So, the Cardinals, we love them for DFS tonight. We like them for jock market, depending on the price. You can't back them for total bases in the betting market. So, again, if that didn't blow your skirt up and earn a cartoon finger, I don't know what will. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the Audio Only Pod. The best way to say thank you is a five-star rating. The second best way is put your cartoon fingers inside me, everybody. There's plenty of room. All right, give me... <laughs> give me... <laughs> So such a ridiculous person. All right, so Carlson doing the thing. Also, you know, Arenado and Goldie. It's just ridiculous. Arenado, last 30 played appearance against lefties. 25 barrel, a 296, 481, 1144. Triple slash with six extra base hits, a 455 expected Woba. And then Goldie the GOAT, 60 days prior, 50 hard hit, 14 barrel, a 414 batting average, 379 ISO, 1307. The Cardinals are going to score a million runs today. All right, last stack. Give me the Houston Astros. They're going to host. I'm sorry. They're at home hosting the Texas Rangers. Sorry about the hiccup there. And Glenn Otto, who likes to get Blatto. 561 ERA, 14 whip, 750 OPS. Bit of up and down. We'll get up into it. The FIP, XFIP, and Sierra North of 4.9. 19% K is a little bit too low. The 11% walk is certainly too high. You can't be left with a single digit K minus walk. That's always going to get you in trouble, especially against a quality team like the Astros. 51% first strike rate, way too low. 28% O swing, extremely too low. Listen, the average is like 32. If you're five ticks below 32, you're nearly 20% below average chase rate, which forces you in, then you look at the contact rate. So again, I know I use a lot of statistics, but I hope that they are a story, right? We start with surface stats, we go into discipline, right? Your strikeouts, your walks, your chases, contact rates. Then you look at elevation, is the ball lifted? And then you look at batted ball quality, that BBQ. Mm -mm -mm. All right, so Otto really struggling. He does keep the ball down 43% of the time, but the ball gets hit hard a ton, over 40% hard hit rate, paired with a 10% barrel. Why, he has a 375x Woba, even with the high ground ball rate. Righties, year-to-date, doing the thing. 299 BA, 870 OPS. But I really kind of narrowed this down. Again, nuance and context at the center. We're at the point of the season when you need to be splitting stuff. And if you're into that, I do put out a starting pitcher sheet every day, which I believe is second to none and we saw a velo dip from auto and we saw a subsequent punishment after that last six games started since the dip six four five era one five whip 11 percent barrel rate so give me alex bregman last two weeks 32 plate appearances against righties 85 percent contact 46 hard hit 345 batting average so you see how that that's probably more like the the base hit section of what we're going to be looking for again i know i put out so much work but i like the ability to give you to choose right i lay out the arguments you say this is a good one this one is a bad one this one makes you look smart that one makes you look like a fat blubbering idiot listen feel free this is america i fully believe in your freedom to disagree all right so bregman with the 46 hard hit rate in that span 345 207 958 ops and a diaz big gold star on the big nose of the cork stats crew we added diaz everywhere because he popped on the leaderboards and he was playing in a good spot while other people saying oh let miss diaz is garbage he hit a grand slam for us yesterday thank you mr diaz he is on fire last two 
weeks, 31 plate appearance against righties, another one. 81 contact, 12 barrel. Very good pairing right there. Right? I mean, you love that. Contact rates over 80, double-digit barrel rates. Love it. 357 average, 321 ISO, 1098 OPS with five extra base hits for a Ledmus. So give me the Cubs. Give me the Cardinals. Give me the Astros to score some runs tonight. All right. That's the first pillar of profit here. Hope you enjoyed it. We're like perpetually under the weather here. Weather here. Sorry about that. I'm just seriously, we've been like allergy. Went from allergies to kind of got sick to bounce to allergies. Been bad. Anyway, here we go. It's the fantasy. And again, I don't want to beat this dead horse to the ground. We are providing the image that you see on YouTube for the audio only listeners. We'll get you through the list. But I have to implore you to just go grab the image. It's available for free on Twitter at MLB Moving AVG on the Burn app. That's my handle. And um, also, you know, you could just jump over to YouTube, swipe right, grab a little screenshot while you're there, press the like button. That stuff just matters so, so much. Like, you all, I know it sounds kind of silly, but I, I do feel a pretty deep connection to the audience. You should all be really proud. Like, and I'm very grateful to you and appreciative of your interaction because it got. Even though it won't be cork stats, you got me and us picked up into football. And, and we're going to be doing this, and I think it's just the beginning of what I hope is a very beautiful career. Let's get into the leaderboard. These are hitters blowing up the leaderboard in blast rate. That's your ideal subset of barrels. And expected woe over the last 45 days with a minimum of 75 plate appearances. I went and make sure to double-check that everyone is playing. I think that's the most important thing. Tomorrow, we'll try and put everything together in a waiver sheet, though I won't be around. I may be recording that tonight. All right, let's do the blast, right? And to top, O'Neal Cruz. I know he had been discarded in redraft leagues, and like 10-team redraft leagues. He's available. You want to get with him. I think he's going to finish very strong to Joey Bart. If you're looking for a catcher, has been great. These are double-digit blast rates. Excellent. Ramon Laureano, gold star on the nose. Was telling you to draft him and hold him for those 25 games. We told you to add him right before it came back. He has been excellent. Bobby Dalback, it's been a bit hairy. I forget why I had him. Someone got injured, and he's going to be playing. That's what I was. Sorry about that. I'm coming up a bit empty, but Dalback is looking at some playing time coming up to Nelson Velasquez. Double-digit blast rate on the Cubbies. He's playing. Derek Hall playing for the Phils. 9.5 to Seth Brown, Nick Gordon, Patrick Wisdom, and Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson, I picked up in a 15-team league last week, and he's going off. you got to really be careful dumping these guys that have tremendous, tremendous potential, especially with the underpinnings. I don't know the person. They might have been had no other option, but you knew that was going to happen. The second you drop a guy like that, he's going to go off. Nick Gordon getting playing time for the Twins with Kirilov done for the season. Wisdom looking pretty good, even in a busy Cubs lineup. He's been sneaky, very good. I think like... Man, close to 20 home runs, maybe six steals for Wisdom. He's been really impressive. Then over to x and I know these two stats are somewhat similar, so don't, you don't want to see two of them and go off the way with pitchers. When you see Whiff and x you can kind of go get them because they describe different things completely. Blast rate and x are are kind of similar. If it's a Venn diagram, there is certainly some overlap, but blast rate is a purely contact-related metric, and expected Woba includes on base. You know, so it's probably a better descriptor of a hitter in general. Blast rate is a better descriptor of the contact that's made. So again, Derek Hall right at the top, 421 X-Woba. Vinny, Pascantino, Italian breakfast. I mean, I didn't drop him. He's another one of those guys. I do have him on my bench everywhere, and he's going off, rubbing the gabagol right in my face. But Vinny, you're killing me, bro. 
couldn't, you couldn't wait one more week, or I couldn't wait one more week, I guess. I tried to put the blame on him. He's over here hitting ding-dong. So, Vinny Pasquantino in line to play every day for the Royals and could finish strong. Nick Gordon, Lars Newbar, get with Lars Newbar. He's played his way into an everyday role with the Cardinals. He looked like he's going to, you know, if it's outfield work, he's going to take Tommy Edmonds' spot. Edmonds has been relegated to less and less playing time in the infield. Luis Garcia on Washington, if you're in need of a middle infield, playing every day, playing well. Seth Brown on the A's. We've been rocking him all year long as people laugh at us for picking up A's. Gio Urshela, he had a paternity leave, then he had a short illness, but now he's back and playing every day for the Twins, Hassan Kim for the Padres, and Alendis Diaz, who we recently just mentioned for the Astros. So, just an idea of how we come up with the flashlight on these names, and you don't want to overreact and just go run and get them, but playing time plus production at this point in a season is almost all we could possibly ask for. And tomorrow I'll be mashing together yesterday's work and today's work to uh, get you a waiver ad at every position in 10, 12, and 15 team ads. That has been the far and away the most successful part of the fantasy show here. Wow, we are doing very, very well. And the proof's in the pudding. You know, I started off very poorly. A lot of bad injuries to start. You know, I relied on Mitch Hanniger for power. He's just getting back now. He missed almost the entire season. Teoscar missed a ton of time right out of the gate. And Ozzy Albies disappeared. He's been gone. I Brandon Lowe. Those are my middle infielders. They've both gone. I just had a lot of injuries. I drafted Tatis in a few spots. Thought we'd have him before. You know, thought we'd have him maybe in July. Now it's getting to mid-August. We haven't seen him. And again... Baseball, fantasy baseball in particular, is a lot. Of, is very much about participating, being a participant all the way through, and staying active, and making sure you're cutting the garbage and adding good. You know, adding into the good sign ways, cutting before the bad. All that stuff. Cole Calhoun comes to mind. I've had Cole Calhoun two or three different times here, and I've done very well with him because you, when he hits a home run, you pick him up, and when he strikes out four times, you let him go. Sometimes the games are pretty simple. All right, that's two of three. Of those pillars of profit. Doing very well in jock market. Doing very well in fantasy. Not doing so great on the betting side. My first losing season so far. Which is funny because I'm actually having the best CLV season so far. So for those people, you go and figure it out. Though baseball CLV is a little bit different than football. right? Football, football, I truly believe in the wisdom of the crowd. By the end of the week in particular. And man, I... If you're following Las Vegas Chris, I kind of got connected with this guy through VSIN. Hit me up on Twitter. He's one of the sharpest gamblers maybe I've ever run into. You know, I hope I, that's where I'm going, right? I hope that's where I'm heading. He's forgotten more than I'll probably ever know. Super duper, super duper, super duper, super duper sharp guy. Laying out lots of stuff. Talk about, uh, check him out on Twitter. You hear a lot of conversations about CLV that I was mentioning. Uh, he'd probably do a better job explaining it than myself. I also tend to buck systems. But again, I always do apply nuance. So I believe CLV is... It's important in baseball because the price matters. But I think that's almost more where it ends. right? So my ability to consistently gain CLV most certainly is a skill and why I'm so very good at this generally. But I think it speaks more to my ability to see the market then get closer to the outcomes where football the clv has so much longer on the vine it becomes so much sharper i believe that maturation process actually gets you closer to the outcome where i would believe or i would infer or hypothesize clv on football is much closer to outcomes than clv on baseball clv on baseball is more 
Okay, you don't mean to, I, I did spend so much time demeaning my own work, but it's it's just massive skill, and it's again why people don't usually come at me when I do all the losing I've been doing because we're like twenty five cents ahead of every single game. Just go check it. I I said one one idiot trolled screaming me through the void. So again, I DM me, bro, and I do do it. I go I had him spot pull days and go check the COV. Do we're in front of everything. If you're getting fifteen twenty cents on every single baseball game, I understand that there's a little bit of swing and it's not to be overreacted to, but as an average we're just killing we do not we don't have lines move against us we don't have totals move against us it's just the way it is i'm sorry this is a back-tested fact the outcomes have not happened but it's why people continue to back my work even as it has and i think we're all expecting kind of the same thing and but every time we get a little bit of momentum it just kind of hiccups yesterday we were we were on it right we got one hit quick we couldn't get it for pete i take the loss we had Paired Bieber and the Indians with Manoa and the Blue Jays. Of course, Manoa came out, went to bed early. No big deal. I wasn't worried about that. I knew the Blue Jays would get the Bradish for five. They did just that. We're up 5-3 going into eighth, and we lose. Right? I went to sleep, woke up, and was just like, oh, come on. Oh, gosh. And that parlay was at 140, which would have floated today. Again, sustainable stratagem. You know, it's why I'm good at this. All right, let's get into the bets. Over one half hit parlay again today. I love these. We're one and one so far, but we're putting out plus money because they're plus money bets. So we're going with Contreras for the third day in a row. Already laid out the work. We're going to pair it with Alex Bregman, right? So Contreras, I had mentioned we're looking for the high average in the set. So in the triple slash, we presented the 55 plate appearances, 319, 319. Really like that. I think that's where we want to be. He's a better contact hitter than a guy like Alonzo, who's more considered. Like if I told you Contreras hit 300, you probably wouldn't be shocked. If I told you Alonzo hit 300. I know I was I was the front man on him hoping for like 285, but I also thought like that was closer to the top outcome. He's not really a 300 hitter because, again, the contact not really there so give me Contreras love him again he hasn't even had the big breakout game like we're we're hitting on these singles without that so I think like that's coming we're still this is not like down sideways he's making really good contact he just hasn't had the outcome we haven't gotten the break so I think we'll get at least that today and pair it with Alex Bregman who mentioned Otto struggles against righties with that fastball in particular and I think Bregman gets it done today 345 batting average last 32 plate appearances then I have a single bet up here this one is going to be the most simplistic analysis that you'll probably get here at Cork Stats maybe ever give me the Miami Marlins at even money F5 because Sandy Alcantara is good <laughs> and the Cy Young favorite should not be plus money through five ever just ever, right? I mean, the, the offense is pretty disparate. I will have to admit that. And Philly is hitting. However, this is where maybe you get in trouble. With, okay, so like, yes, if we're looking at Philly's last seven, yes, they're doing really well. They hit a ton of home runs, 890 OPS, really hitting the ball hard, all types of stuff. The pitching hasn't been great that they're facing. On the year, they're one of the worst OBP teams in the league, 290 OBP. One of the worst walk teams on the season, 5% as a squad, 35% chase rate to go to 22% K. Sandy Alcantara is a goat. He's just not getting the respect he deserves. It's reflected in the line, 23K, 6 walk. He's getting 12% swing strike rate, but the way he works around the shadow, he has one of the highest shadow rates in the league, one of the highest chase rates in the league. So Philly is a chasing team. Alcantara forces Tons of chases around the edges. This, to me, is a simple race to 15 outs. Hopefully, Miami just gets one 
and that should do it for us, I'm hoping. Miami offense have been okay last seven. I know they got to be careful. The WRC plus in like the absolute tank, but they are making contact. They are getting some lift, and they have been stealing bases. So, again, I'm not trying to drop an argument with the Marlins are some world beater against um, Syndergaard. But those are the kind of things that you're going to have to do against Syndergaard, right? We can check it out real fast. 402 ERA, 127 whip for Syndergaard on the season. But most of the earn run indicators above, you know, four and a quarter. The K is too low. The walk, not bad. Six, 18 to six. Leave you with 12 K minus walk. But the swing strike rate is single digits. The O swing is just average. And he has given up, you know, 8% blast. Five, if eight barrel is not bad, but 5% blast is which means that when the contact is made it is pretty rough i i'm not expecting again a ton here but he has pitched the contact we're gonna need you know miami to get on and steal a base and get two singles right that's kind of the hope it's just a single steal single to get us one zip again i'm not looking for miami to beat up on center guard but i do think he's vulnerable for a run or two i think sometimes we get ahead of ourselves with the kind of stuff, you know, with our with our expectations on a very micro level, I should say. Because the pitchers are human and two runs is just like so fully in a range of outcomes here. Check it out. So if we're looking at Noah Syndergaard has given up two earned runs or more in five of his last six. I mean, he's still good, but he's given up two earned runs in five of his last six. I mean, it's, it's just, there's a chance Miami goes over that one too, but I think the juice was there. So give me Miami, F5 money line. If anything, the worst case, I think we push this one at even money. And then Contreras and Bregman for a single apiece. I love that. I'd love two first inning singles to get us at plus 121 over the line. Love all of that. I do not have the home run props today because I was waiting for Fran Reyes. He's not out. Expect him to be on the sheet. And that will do it for the fastest show at MLB and absolutely anywhere. Goodness gracious, where do you get this kind of information every single day? I mean, seriously. Other shows are mailing it in. Like, they're already talking about movie lists. and like It's so ridiculous. Gosh, you give me the ball, I have one intention. It's scoring the rock. <laughs> like, I will never, ever sit on my laurels. I really just don't take this stuff for granted. I treat your time as precious. And I like to think people looking forward to the show. Because we're always, you know, it might be something new. We're always pushing. We're always teaching, and we're just never, ever taking our foot off the gas. Thank you so much, man. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. Give me those cartoon fingers, man. Get up in the comments. I do my best to answer every one of you, the people, and your support. It's it's really touching. It's downright flattering. I know some content creators think of... Uh, you know, gen normal people is like being randos and like fuel for them. And like, I don't. You're all awesome with me. We're all, we're all friends for life, man. That's just my style. Ah, as we fly around, you know, this rock through the universe or whatever. Okay. <laughs> all right. Once we're, once we're talking out of space, it's time to pull the plug. Enjoy the games. Enjoy your day. When we're done with the book, enjoy that pay. Make sure you download the Jock Market app. Going to be making sure we circle those stacks. Look for the Cubs. Look for the Cardinals. Look for the Astros. Anybody that fits the mold below the pricing, that's how we've been making our money once they split the stacks. That's what I didn't wrap up before. Once Jock Market split those slates, we had to turn down our cost tolerance. So if a player goes up above that kind of $5 level, you just got to be willing to let it go. Yes, they could return it, but you need a much greater output in order to get the return, and return is all we're worried about here at Mayo Media Net. Boom.
All right, everybody. I was going to catch you on the flip side. I'm actually going to be recording tomorrow's pretty shortly because I'm taking my fam to the state fair. We'll be playing with moo cows. <laughs> Check his light out, y'all. Peace. <laughs>